0: Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for March 22nd, 2015. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Jackson Dean, a member of the Park Road Youth Group. Jackson spoke to the congregation as a part of the Youth Sunday celebration at Park Road Baptist Church. Joey presented me with the scripture for this week, <clears throat> I was delighted. James, verses 1, 2 through 4, a verse I had learned at camp two summers ago that really spoke to me and was a go-to verse. As I sat down to write this sermon, however, I came to realize that this verse has little to do with my life. What have I, an upper-middle-class white teenage male, had to persevere through in my life? What do I know about trials of many kinds? Nothing. Yet. Let's back up for a moment though. Let's talk about camp two summers ago. I was 16 in the middle of the summer before my junior year. I had been to a boys camp called Camp Rockmont and this was my last year to go to camp. The program in this last year was different than the other two-week sessions. However, it was designed as a bridge program to prepare us to grow up, to get ready for the real world. It was called the Catalyst Program in hopes that it would speed up or catalyze our growth. This was the two-week wilderness-free camp, free of technology and anything like it. We pinned our own letters, stamped them and all. For many of us, it was our first time sending postage. (laughs) There were no phones, no iPods, no computers, no TVs, just nature. I loved it. In those two weeks, camp had a theme. We were told time and time again stay where your feet are. What a powerful message. For almost all of us in the Catalyst program, this was really the first taste of real life. And it took many of us a long time to grasp the concept of staying where our feet were. One of the trademarks of the Catalyst program was that our counselors would not tell us what was coming next. We would ask questions every day like, hey Rob, what's for dinner? Hey Scott, what are we doing this afternoon? Jay, what am I packing my bag for? And they would respond eagerly, I bet you can't wait to find out. Just stay where your feet are and everything will be okay. So each day we'd wake up, tell ourselves today is gonna be a good day. And then we would meet with Dan. Dan was the camp director and would have a devotion with us in the morning. We would share with Dan and with one another how the day had gone, what we liked about the day before, the struggles, so on. At the end, Dan would tell us what we were going to do that day, why we had packed our bag, whether we'd be skiing, hiking, climbing, spelunking, working in a community garden, so on. After that, he would tell us one of life's four truths. We were to embrace each truth and respond with the enthusiasm that accompanies a newly dedicated child. That's good news, Dan. This is the first truth. Life is hard. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Life is hard. Personally, I know nothing of life's hardships. Sure, I've waited on the tarmac longer than I wanted to. Okay, I drive a stick shift in the city and that can be annoying. Sometimes dinner isn't ready right when I get home, Mom, and I have to take out the trash. But I know nothing of real hardship. I can't imagine not knowing where my next meal will come from. I can't imagine what it's like for the mother that I met in Room in the Inn who has to prepare her son who has special needs for the day ahead. I can't fathom what it takes to get out of bed each day knowing that the next five hours in school I'm going to be berated and hated on for something out of my control, whether that be sexual orientation, personality, disability, or what have you. Yet through all this suffering, we have to persevere because James tells us, the testing of your faith produces perseverance so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Is my life hard? No, not yet. The second truth, you are not in control. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You are not in control. This I know more about, but more than nothing is still only a little bit, so I won't call myself an expert. On a handful of occasions, I've had bad things go beyond my control. I couldn't control the weather when we were supposed to play Butler A.B. I can't control the choices that other people around me make. I can't control how many youths show up on Sunday nights. But James doesn't tell us, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of your own choosing. What I do know, in my personal experience, is that some people have it far worse than me because nobody chooses which family they are born into. Many people can't control job cuts or branch closings. Nobody can choose to have a child die. Nobody would choose any of these horrific things to happen to them, but they happen nonetheless. In a commentary by David E. Garland, he says, Christians will face trials, bad things will happen to good people, including the people of God. Have I been out of control? Not really. Not yet. The third truth of the four, you are not special. I'm sure many of you have seen the commencement address that went viral on YouTube in June of 2012 entitled, You Are Not Special. In it, the principal of Wellesley High School congratulates his graduates who are moving on, but he leaves them with a rather unusual message. You're not special. In his speech, he says, even if you are one in a million, on a planet of 6.8 billion, there are roughly 7,000 people exactly like you. If this is the case, what's the point? Why persevere? Why struggle each day just to be more of the same? If we were special, life would be easy. There would be no hardship, no challenges or trials of many kinds. We couldn't possibly be out of control if we were special, because everything would go our way. But you are not special. Everything in my life has led me to believe that I am special. Nothing has gone wrong. No hardships have fallen on me. I've never been completely out of control. Not yet. The fourth and final truth, you are going to die. This is a tough statement to swallow. It was hard when I first read it, it's hard for me now. I can only imagine how hard it will be when I am old. Accepting our own mortality is seemingly the genesis of our trials of many kinds that James speaks of. We know that we only have so long on this earth and difficulties and hardships are only preventing us from truly living out our lives to the fullest. But would our lives truly be full without hardship, If we didn't struggle, would life be worth living? James tells us that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its worth, its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Let perseverance finish. Let the process die, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. What is the point? Why tell a group of privileged 16-year-old boys at camp These seemingly irrelevant truths. Why would Dan drill James 1, 2 through 4 into my head when I had no need for it at the time? Why is it that the verse I left camp remembering and reciting was that verse? Because he knew. He knew that I would need it later on. He knew I would need a go to verse, something in my back pocket. He knew that times would get tough, that life would get hard, that things would get out of my control, that I would die. He knew that it was important for me to memorize James 1, 2 through 4, because when times get hard, I would need a verse to fall back on. I would need the Word of God to guide me and give me hope. He knew that the testing of my faith would produce perseverance, which would finish its work and leave me complete, not lacking in anything. Did I need James 1, 2 through 4 now? Then, do I need it now? Do you need it now? Maybe not. Yet. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.